Welcome to Ride Ever Stride, episode 38. Welcome to Ride Every Stride with Van Hargis, a podcast about horsemanship and more. Our goal is to educate, motivate, inspire, and entertain you through an exploration of everything horsemanship and the intersection of horsemanship and humanship. My name is Laura McClellan, and I'm your co-host on Ride Every Stride, and I am back here again with Master Horseman Van Hargis, ready to talk about what, Van? Today, Miss Laura, we're going to talk about the map. It's kind of an acronym, I guess you could say, but it's a it's a map. Is we're going to talk about the map, hoping that it will help people along their journey, find their place where they are on their journey, and help them get to where they want to be on their journey of horsemanship. Well, awesome. Let's get going then. Well, Laura, MAP to me is really just an acronym, and and we'll kind of go into that just in a moment. But what I'm going to cover is like what the, what I'm going to refer to as the three steps to helping determine your way to a better horsemanship, basically. And the first, let's say it starts with the letter M, is going to be must. And what, what we do is we must accept where we are in our horsemanship. And for example, like, you know, just recently did a presentation up at the uh, WISA event, which is the Western English Sales Association up in Denver, Colorado. And while I was there, this facility is just so incredibly large. It's all indoor, of course, but it's so large that when you kind of get down in certain hallways, they'll have maps posted on the wall, like you might see it at, at uh, parks. You know, when you go to Disney World or Six Flags, and it, those big giant maps that says, you are here. Well, I feel like the same thing applies whenever we are in horsemanship. We have to look on the map, if you will, and determine where we are. We have to look there, and we must know where we are, and we must accept where we are. And so the, the first letter there, of course, stands for must. And what I mean by that, too, is that we must know where we are. We have to be realistic. So many times I run across people with horsemanship problems, and they'll, they'll throw out all these things to me. And the minute I try to help them, they'll say, well, I've been training horses for X number of years. And, and I, very quietly, I want to say, well, good. Well, so why are you asking me? I mean, obviously, you've got this figured out. But the reality is, is that we all run across issues from time to time where we might find ourselves as either lost or at a different place in the building or a different place on our journey than where we think we are. So in order for us to, to make steps toward where we want to be and where we want to go, we must acknowledge where we are. And once we acknowledge where we are, then we can kind of begin to determine then where do we go from here? So of course, the first one is that we must acknowledge where we are on our journey. And then we also have to have a pretty good idea as to where we want to go. Yeah. And I mean, that's such a, it really comes down to awareness and being willing to be honest with yourself, I think, about what you, where you are, what you know, and what you need to know. Exactly. And, you know, and sometimes it's okay too. It's okay to, like when you mentioned what we need to know, it's okay sometimes if you don't even know what you don't know, you know, I mean, it's, it's okay, but at the same time, you can't fake that. We've got to really acknowledge that and say, you know what, this is, this is where I am. And whenever we have that courage, we, we do acknowledge where we are. Once we make that determination and we accept that, and I don't necessarily mean accept it long term. I mean, just to simply acknowledge and say, okay, wow, man, no matter what's happened in the past, no matter where I want to go, this is where I am right now. I, I tell everybody a lot of times, that's just the biggest first step is just 
being honest with yourself to determine where you are. And like I, like I talked about in Denver, it's not, it's not good, bad, or indifferent. Where you are is where you are. Some people get a lot further on the trail than others uh, in a shorter period of time. But a lot of times folks have other issues, you know, professionals that are really busy doing what they do in the real world or guys like me who are professional horsemen. I may be able to spend a great more or a great deal more time each day with my horses or in just the study of horsemanship alone. And as a result, it may appear that I'm a lot further down the journey than I am with somebody who doesn't have the same amount of time to, to expend. So what we have to acknowledge is the fact that this is where I am and wherever you are is okay. Yeah. It's not a value judgment. It's just a statement of fact. Exactly. And then sometimes just knowing where you are gives you great ideas as to think, you know what? I'm really proud of myself as to where I've been. And it gives you good ideas to go forward. You know, now that I've gotten to this point, I think I want to go to this place. For example, let's go back to the analogy of, of the theme park. You know, you go to the theme park and you know, you're so excited. You just got off one ride and you're thinking, man, this is so much fun. I'm just really enjoying this trip to this theme park. And you go to the map, you go, oh, that's where I want to go. Let's go there next. And see, so, but in order to determine that, you've got to know where you are right now. So I, I think that's another good lesson for us is that we must acknowledge where we are. And that just opens us up to so much at that point in time. We can give ourselves a pat on the back for what we've done. And we can give ourselves encouragement for where we want to go. And then what? Well, the next one would be the A, and that's accept. Once we determine where we are, we have to own that. We have to accept that. And again, I don't mean accept it permanently. It just means that, okay, good. This is where I am. Not only do we acknowledge it and you, you determine that you are here and you come to that realization that that's where you are, and then you can start thinking in terms of, of where you want to be. And again, if you can just envision, like when I was up at Denver, I'd, I'd look at that darn map on the wall and I'd be thinking, man, I want to get over to the Rainsman booth. Gosh, in order to, that's way over here. And once we accept where we are, then we can start planning where we want to go. You see, so we, we can start making those plans. We can think, okay, we can take this route or we can go that route or, or we can go do these things. But bottom line is, is that we must acknowledge where we are. And then lastly, we must accept it because that's going to be your new starting point. You know, and, and again, I hate to keep throwing in an old story, but you remember when you and I were riding a lot together and I would yell at you, Laura, that was perfect. And, and what I mean by that is that that's perfect for now. In other words, where you are right now, that's perfect for the moment. But let's come up with a plan to where you want to be. So see, now you raise the bar, you, turn, you change directions and you go toward the rest of your journey. You don't accept it long-term, permanent. You just accept the fact that where you are is where you are. And from that moment on, you can begin to plan for where you want to be. So it's always about you know now. And then at the same time, it's always making, making plans to where you want to go. And the reality is, too, that majority of folks that are in the horse business, you know, 97%, in fact, are in it for the fun of it. So you can start planning at that point in time. What's going to be my next little part of this journey? Where do I want to go next? It's going to make this more fun. Do I need to learn something to enhance whatever it is that I want to go? And so accepting where you are kind of opens you up to so many places to where you can go. And then it can even help you determine where you want to go. Yeah. And so it's not, acceptance doesn't mean settling. Oh, absolutely not. You bet. Yeah, okay. absolutely not. Well, and then the other one, and this I think is sometimes the hard part that we have to accept too, that we have the power to change. 
In other words, if, if you are where you are, but I mean, if you are where you are right now, but that's not where you want to be, then you have to determine that in order to get to where you want to go, you have to empower yourself. So you have to acknowledge the fact that you have the power to change. You have the power to sit there and do nothing. You have the power to make a change toward where you want to go. You have the power to go backwards if you want to. But either way, you have to understand that unless you personally take some sort of action, you're stuck where you are. So in order to go, whether it be backwards or stay where you are or go forward and where, where you want to be, you have to acknowledge the fact that you have that power. You have to make that determination to change. And, you know, and I can't help, Laura, to, whenever I think about this, I have to think about either clients that I've had in the past or I have to think about other folks that are in other aspects of life that they're quite happy to complain about where they are or they're happy to share with me all of their all of their issues or all of their excuses or all of their hardships or whatever. And I listen very diligently. I understand where they are and I'll even be empathetic as to where they are. But I also want to say to them, so what are you going to do about it? And make them realize you can tell me all day long, I can't do it for you. You have to make a step. You can either go back or you can hang out where you are and roll around in that misery or whatever it may be that you're experiencing. Or you can acknowledge and, and accept the power that you have to make a change. And hopefully we can empower ourselves to make those changes to something that puts us in a better and happier place, whether it be with our horsemanship or whether it be with our humanship, either way. But either way, once we have information about, for example, using the same analogy, where we are and acknowledging that and then determining where we want to go, the next step is to actually start making steps to go there. So power to me is a very important word in, in, in this little acronym, is that we must accept where we are or must acknowledge where we are. We accept that wholeheartedly. And then we also challenge ourselves to take the power it takes to make the changes in the direction that we want to go. I think of, as you were talking about that, I think of a, a little saying that I've seen on social media, something to the effect of, if you don't like where you are, move. You're not a tree. Oh, I, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You know, we, that we do have the power and to to change whether it's where we are in our journey as horsemen and horsewomen or just in life in general. It's easy to lose sight of that though, Van, to feel that you're kind of stuck in this place that you don't have the tools or the ability or the whatever it is that you need to move from where you are to where you want to be. And so what do you say to to that person, um, you know, Take action. Well, what action? How do you encourage somebody who maybe is feeling stuck, like I've reached this plateau in my horsemanship, since that, you know this is a horsemanship podcast, but the same things apply in life as I'm listening right. to you talk about this. But what do you say to that person that feels stuck and feels powerless? Make it better. And what I, what I mean by that is whenever we do feel powerless, remember, let's ask ourselves why. Why do you feel powerless? Like you said, are, are, you, are your roots stuck in the ground? Are you, can you not go any direction at all? And sometimes people flat out just don't know what's next. And that's why I say, well, determining or, or depending on what you think is next, just take a step and then just ask yourself very quickly, is that in the direction you want to go? And if it is, great. If it's not, then empower yourself again to make another change. How about that one? Was that one fun for you? Was that one exciting for you? Did that one challenge you? And if the answer is yes, then continue doing that one. And that's fun. And just do that until you find yourself stuck again. But in the meantime, just enjoy that part of the journey. If it's not where you want to go, then just stop. 
nobody's making you. Nobody's behind you with a cattle prod shoving it up your tail and it's electrocuting the heck out of you to make you keep going what you hate to do. So just stop and make another change. And eventually you'll find what it is that's kind of got you on the journey that you want to go on. And I keep going back to that theme park idea. You know, if you're not a big fan of merry-go-rounds, and by gosh, don't go get on the merry-go-round. If you're if you're a roller coaster kind of guy, then go stand in that line and then wait for your turn for that one. It'll be worth the wait, I promise. You know, you'll go and you'll enjoy that. But why pursue something that you know that you don't like? And if you don't even know you're going to like it or not, how do you know until you at least experience it and try it? So basically, I think the worst thing that any of us can do, whether it be in our horsemanship or even in our personal life, is do nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. gets you nothing. I mean, seasons will literally come and go, to use the same analogy of the tree. You know, we're going to put leaves out and we're going to drop leaves constantly if all we do is do nothing. But if we're moving and we're mobile, we'll go with the leaves. When the leaves fall, we'll roll with them. And I think that's the most important thing I'd want to encourage people to do is just do something, even if it's something way outside of your realm. And I'll give you a good example of that, Laura. I was doing a horse expo several years ago, and they asked me, uh, hey, Van, we've got this mounted shooting group here. Would you be interested in doing this mounted shooting thing with them? I know people would love to watch you do it. So would you be interested in doing it with them? And I said to the the folks that asked me, you know what? I've never shot a gun off a horse in my life. Oh, okay. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't guess you're interested. No, no, no. I just said, I've never done that. I didn't say I wasn't interested. Heck, I'll give it a try. Okay, good. We'll go get one of the horses, you know, for, from those mounted shooting guys. We'll let you ride one of their horses. What's wrong with my horse? Well, you've never shot a gun off a horse. So we're just assuming you've never shot a gun off this horse. Yeah, it's new experience for me, but hey, it's going to be a new experience for her too. Let's give this a try. And they were just blown away by it. But then we went out behind the barn over there and we took their little gun and we started off shooting the pistol. And quite frankly, Laura, up until that day, I'd only shot a pistol once in my life. And it was a joke being played on me when, when I was in college. But anyway, I'd shot that pistol once in my life. So I was actually very uncomfortable and actually, to be honest, fearful of handguns. I, I'd never had much, you know, much experience with them. And the only experience that I did have wasn't really a good one because I was the, at the butt end of a practical joke with one. So, but nonetheless, I was willing to give it a try, you see. And I think too many times people almost want to be that to go back to your analogy, that tree that says, no, no, I'm comfortable right here. I don't want to try anything new. don't want to go anything, don't, don't want to do anything different. And now the reality was I had an absolute blast, not only getting my horse ready in a very short period of time for it, but then actually challenging myself and my horse to go and participate with these guys that were doing the mounted shooting thing. And then on top of that, getting to do that and entertain an audience at the same time. I mean, not only did I have a blast, but people had a great time laughing at me. And so I look back at it now, was it, was it my thing? Did I really enjoy it enough to go off and, and join the mounted shooting guys and, and start doing that competitively or traveling the country doing so? No, not at all. But I absolutely loved the moment. You know, it was so much fun to do. And that's what I want to encourage folks to do with their horses. And even in your personal lives, you never know what you're going to like if you don't try it. And in that case, I enjoyed it, but I also found out too, it's just not, I didn't enjoy it enough that I wanted to pursue it all the time but I had an absolute blast at that experience. And it, it's something I would encourage people to do, not only with their horses, but also in their everyday lives as well. So this, uh, this map that you talk about is a tool. This is really about attitudes. I mean, as I'm looking at this and thinking about what you've said, every one of these steps is really about attitude, our attitude towards ourselves and what we know and where we are, our attitude towards 
the journey itself and what we can do to improve ourselves as horsemen, horsewomen. I mean, am I am I misconstruing that? Not at all. And in fact, I think you hit it spot on. But it's also attitude and it's also efficiency. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, you can do the man thing. You know, I've, I've done it. I think every man has. No, honey, I know where I'm going. Just give me a minute. And before you know it, you're out in the middle of BFE. Now, let's go back to that either the theme park analogy or back to the analogy at that big old market center up there in Denver. It's absolutely unreal how big that building is. It's like three or four stories tall. And every every aspect of that building has got booths and booths and booths of areas that have everything in it from hats to boots to tack to saddles to earrings. If you can imagine these items being sold in a Western store or in a co-op somewhere, they're all being represented by every manufacturer and every distributor in the world at that event. And you're in this big giant building or actually several buildings that are all compiled under one big giant roof. And you could wander around all day trying to find where you think you want to go, or you could simply just go to the map. And what do you what do you learn when you're at the map? You learn where you are and you learn, you accept that's so, okay, good. This is oh wow, okay. Now now I know where I am. Now look look on this map, I can see now where I am. And that's a huge thing for us to acknowledge. And then you just accept that. Okay, good. There's no right, no wrong, but here's where we are. No denying it. And accept that. And then determine where you want to go. So yeah, it's not only a great thing to exercise for our attitude. But it's also a great thing to exercise for our efficiency because, like in this case, I mentioned I wanted to get to the Rainsman booth. Why? All of my stuff was there. You know, I had my saddles there. My bits were there. My headstalls were there. I wanted people to not only just see my stuff, but I also wanted to see the display myself. And I wanted to be there to answer questions for people. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of incentive for me to get to the Rainsman booth. The question was, is that where in the heck was it? You could wander so, around all day hoping you come across it. Or- yes. Yes, I could go up and down the aisles, up and down the aisles. And the building was so big and had so many levels to it, I could have literally wasted the three or four days that we were there just looking for my darn booth. And by the time I found it, there's no telling how many opportunities to answer questions and to visit with with uh, retailers about my product or even, even end users about my product. How many opportunities would I have missed just because I was aimlessly wandering around, you see? But the map can represent several different things. It's not always, the map is not always symbolic of a piece of paper or a, or a sign on the wall. Oftentimes it's being still and just thinking in our own mind. And there's the attitude aspect of it, just thinking in our own mind. You know, it would really help me a lot if I would just stop and think about where I am. Instead of just continually this, continuing this aimless journey, what would happen if I just stopped, give it some thought? and accept where I am at that moment in time, and then think really hard on where I want to go and what I want to do, where I want to be, and then start making steps toward that. That's the power aspect of it. So, you know, symbolically, we could refer to that map and we could get to where we want to go. And there's time that we would save would be so worth it. Because I mean, I'd be the first to admit, there's times I've just wondered and wondered and wondered, and I stumbled across where I wanted to be. You know, you've heard me tell my story about my spiritual gifts so many times, I'm sure you're tired of it. But, you know, it, it took me roughly 30-something years to stumble across that that spiritual gift because I wouldn't take the time. I was too busy trying to make a living. You know, in other words, I was too busy just trying to pay the bills. I was too busy letting other things distract me. 
And before you know it, I just wandered around for 30 plus years. And then suddenly it hit me. And when it hit me from that moment on, the path has been much more narrow. Not that it's always been easy, but it's been much more narrow, much more focused. And now we know where we're going. And I can't begin to tell people how much of a peaceful, calm feeling that gives you when you know what your purpose is. And that to me is what the map is all about. It's it's that, that thing that we must do. We must know and must learn where we are. And once we learn where we are, we must take ownership of it. So we must accept that. And then lastly, we've got to make sure that we empower ourselves to make the changes and make the things happen that we want to have happen so that we continue on the journey that we're meant to be on or that we want to be on. Absolutely. And, you know, for a, for a lot of us, once we've done maybe the first two steps, we've seen ourselves and where we are, we've accepted where we are. We can even acknowledge that we have the power to change our position, but maybe we don't have, we, we're not clear on the steps to take to get from here to there. For some of us, um, we can get some help and guidance by consulting a professional who knows the path, uh, who knows how to get from, you know, from A to L or wherever it is that you're trying to get. Somebody like you, in the case of horsemanship, who can help us target our destination a little more clearly and then help us map out that path to get there. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was thinking as you were talking about that, about something very realistic in the horsemanship deal is, and one of the biggest questions that we get is about lead changes. And, you know, so you can... You can look at that from that map standpoint and go, okay, wow, I've just been trying like heck to figure this darn lead change things out. It's just not working for me. Maybe I need to go to the map and maybe I need to, in other words, they've already ad- admitted as to where they are and then they they want to make the change to to get to where they want to go. So they accept where they are. You know what? I give up. I don't, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. And then you seek out the professional. And when that person can kind of literally show you and guide you along the way, now you're suddenly back on the correct journey. It's almost like, again, going back to the analogy about us, us guy folks, you know, it tend to be a little bit difficult sometimes to stop and ask questions. We may not have a map, not a real one, not something material that we can look at, but we can oftentimes stop and ask someone who's either familiar with the area or familiar with the lead changes in this example and ask that expert. You know, to me, I was always going to guys like Jack Brainerd, who's like the master of lead changes. You know, matter of fact, there's an old joke amongst all of us trainers is if you don't know lead changes, you don't know Jack. And that is, that is so true. I mean, he is a master of lead changes. So why not go to the source? Why not go to the most knowledgeable, most experienced person you know and ask for their guidance to put you on the path, the journey that you want to be on. Wise advice. And yeah. so for listeners who who maybe would like a little help in targeting their journey a little bit better and mapping it out, obviously they can connect with you by going to the website at vanhargis.com. Uh, if listeners have questions about what we've talked about today, I know you love hearing from them. And so there are a number of ways that you can reach out to share your feedback. Um, you can share them on the website, go to the show notes for this episode at vanhargis.com, go to the, the podcast tab and look for episode 38, and you can share your comments there. You can also uh, post questions and comments on the Facebook page. So look for Van Hargis Horsemanship in Facebook and um, post your questions or comments or feedback there. And I know 
also, if you've got a question that maybe you don't want to be public about, but you'd like some feedback from Van, you can email Van at info at vanhargis.com and he'll get back to you. I know you've got a bunch of stuff coming up, Van. You want to share what's going on with your schedule this uh, as we're heading in out of winter soon? And maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit on the heading out of winter. <laughs> but anyway, um, this spring, I know you've got some things coming up that you wanted to share with, uh, with listeners. You betcha. Well, first of all, we're going back to the great Northwest here in, in, a, in a few weeks, few months. We're going out to the Northwest Horse Fair and Expo. And of course, the weekend after that, we're going to be hanging around the same area, Laura. We're going to be kind of in the central Oregon area, and that's going to be March the 31st, April 1st, and 2nd. And we're going to be doing some clinics there, at least one for sure, maybe a couple more. And then, of course, a few months after that, we're going to be headed from one end of the country all the way to the other end of the country. We're going to be in Rhinebeck, New York. Uh, doing a horsemanship clinic out there. Uh, and that's going to be June the 24th, 25th, and 26th. And I think we're going to be hanging around there for a couple of weeks as well. I think we're going to go maybe to another area of uh, New York and then possibly up into uh, uh, New Hampshire area to do another clinic there as well. So we're really looking forward to our schedule. But you know what, Laura? There's a big gap there between you know March and April and then all the way to June. We do have some extra dates there available. So if anybody would love for us to do a clinic in your area, please feel free to contact us, help us fill in those gaps. There's nothing more that I enjoy more than to go to where the people are and do clinics with them and interact with the folks. So of course, we'd encourage them to go to our website and seek out and and getting us in your area. Yeah, so you can check the website for details about the various events and things that are already on Van's schedule. Go to vanhargis.com and look for the calendar there. But again, if, you, um, if you've got a group of people that would like to learn from Van live and in, in person, he can do that. He loves to come out and visit your facility or you, you know, arrange for a facility in your area and do a clinic. All the information about that you can get by... Uh, sending an email to info at vanhargis.com, or I think there's a contact page there on the website. But just visit the website in general. You can click around and see all the fun stuff that's going on there. You'll see the podcast show notes. You'll see the store there and the various products that you can buy. And if you haven't already signed up for the Top Hand Club that we've talked about in the past, I won't take a lot of time this time about that, but you definitely want to look into that. It's still available at a bargain price for all the great things that you get as a member of the Top Hand Club. We'll talk about it again in future episodes, but I think for now I'd just tell you, go go to vanhargis.com and see all that Van Hargis Horsemanship has to offer to you in your journey as a horseman or horsewoman. Anything else that we want to make sure we tell them this time, Van? No, I can't think of a thing, Laura, other than just I want to reiterate that top pan club. We're, we're, the more we do it, the more we're proud of it, and, and we, the, the more feedback we're getting back from the folks that are already watching the videos that are on there. So really encourage people to, to go and do that. So uh, with that said, Laura, of course, I'd like to end by saying a big thank you to all of our listeners. This has really blown my mind about how many listeners we get and how many comments we get back in, re- in regard to the podcast. It's very encouraging, so we're going to keep delivering these messages to you guys. And, of course, any ideas that you have, please share those with us, and we'll cover those ideas in future episodes. But until next time, remember, it's your ride, it's your trail, it's your journey. So ride every stride. Ride every stride.